Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh to all of our viewers. Assalamu alaikum ya shaykhana, how are you doing? Wa alaikum salam, I'm doing well, how about you my friend? Alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, jazakallah khair Sheikh Norman uh, for giving us the time. Uh, alhamdulillah, we're actually very honored Sheikh Norman actually had uh, COVID and alhamdulillah during that process, that time he actually said, you know what, I'll be willing to do it and alhamdulillah Sheikh as well, Sheikh is cleared, he's got the green light now, alhamdulillah. And we are very thankful that, alhamdulillah, you and your family are okay, inshallah. Alhamdulillah. Uh, just just a short uh, introduction about the Sheikh, mashallah. Uh, Sheikh Norman is currently the Imam at Zubaydah Foundation Masjid, which is in New Jersey, uh, as well as he is a chaplain at the College of New Jersey. Uh, mashallah, he is leading many noble efforts in the New Jersey area, involved with the youth, mashallah, counseling and being very close. Mashallah, Sheikh is very young himself. Along with all the responsibilities as an imam, as a chaplain that he has, mashallah, Sheikh is also uh, a software engineer and pursuing even further education. Uh, so Sheikh, mashallah, is very well qualified and alhamdulillah, we are blessed and honored uh, to have him, inshallah. Sheikh, without further ado, inshallah. Uh, Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Assalatu wassalamu ala al-mab'uthi rahmatalil alameen wa ala alihi wa ashabihi. ومن تبعهم بإحسان إلى يوم الدين اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد جز الله عنا محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم بما هو أهله We'll start off with the narration of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam where the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said That a person who does not know their worth they are destroyed they're ruined it is as if they've had something and it no longer exists anymore While the hadith of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is quite evident by itself, it begs a larger question, something that we really need to look within ourselves, something that, you know, we have to analyze ourselves, we have to analyze our lives, and we have to ask this question on a regular basis. And you'll be surprised that how often there's such a vital question has rarely been answered by our own, by intellectuals, by people that you would expect them to be on top of everything else. People that you would expect, they know what they're doing, they may be wealthy, they may be successful in however they want to define success. But this one prime question that is that underlies all of this, and that is what is our purpose? What is the reason that we exist? And many a times we look at this question from a religious aspect, from a religious standpoint, but reality is that this is not a religious question, really. It is not even a philosophical question. This is a simple question that we all understand what it means. We understand what the words mean. We understand how they are, they are constructed together, how they are compounded together. We are able to define each, each and every single one of these words separately. 
but rarely or seldom do we find ourselves having answered this question. And the fault is, and the reality is, until and unless we answer this question, the why is it that I exist? What is my purpose? What is my function? Everything else is like, like we live our lives as if we're like a chicken with its head cut off. You know, if you've seen a chicken with its head cut off, what happens to it? It runs in circles. It runs, 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 and runs until it tires out or hits a wall and bam, falls and is gone. Similarly, when we don't know what our purpose is, why we exist, what's the reason that we are here? We live our lives running in a circle, round and round and round and round, until either we get tired and we die, or we hit a wall, and there comes the end. The end. You know, from I'm, I'm a, a like Sheikh had mentioned, I'm, 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 I, I study computation, computational science, and uh, the theory of computation, how how things compute, and in you know this applies in biology this applies in chemistry this applies in pretty much any science hard science that we call and you and when you analyze all of these everything has a purpose when you are writing in when you're writing a program for example there's methods there's functions that you have to write and every function every method has a purpose it exists for a reason that I have made this per, per function, it starts here, it ends here, it's going to do a bunch of things in the middle, but it has a purpose. Every cell in our body that exists, it has a reason why it's there. Every molecule, every every element that exists within whatever compound that it may be in, it has a purpose. Every force in that exists, it has a reason why it is there. It has a beginning, it has an end, and it doesn't matter what happens in the middle. We'll, 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 because if we don't know what the reason is behind that, then it is useless. You write a program and you, don't, you write a beginning, you write an end, and there's all a bunch of computation that goes on in the middle. But you don't know what this program is, exists for, then what's, what is the use of that? How will you be able to utilize that function, that method, that program, or that cell, or that force, or that molecule, or that compound? Similar, similarly, in our lives, our lives, are they have a beginning and they have an end. It doesn't matter what happens in the middle of them. It doesn't matter what it is that's occurring in the middle. We all understand that our life has already begun. And we are now in a downwards hill, slowly, some of us slowly, some of us fast, in a fast pace, but with, with the higher velocity, we are headed towards the end of our program, with the end of our function, the exit call. We are headed towards that. So we have to ask ourselves, why? Why did I become, why did I have a beginning? Why do I have an end? And what is the purpose behind all of this? When we understand what is the purpose behind everything that we've done, everything that we are going to do, every, the reason why we do everything, then we understand and we realize that there is some worth to us as well. Purpose brings value. Purpose and understanding what our purpose is, that is what will give us the worth that, and make us realize what, what it is that we are worth. 
How many Muslims don't understand, don't realize their own worth? When Allah, you know, the highest honorific that, that a person can ever, be, for a believer can ever be called is a believer. The highest honorific, the highest title is when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, Oh, you who believe. But how often do we hear those and we think is it is just a grammatical compound of verbs and particles and nouns. And this is just God saying, oh, you who believe. Where in fact, we completely miss the point when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to us as, oh, you who believe. That there's worth behind those words. There's value that is behind those words. There's a reason why the Prophet why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is referring to us as, O oh, you who believe. So when we, this is one of the first things that we have to do within our own lives. The lectures, the, the talks I give, I don't like to call them lectures, the talks I like to give, I like to uh, address them and I like to point them in this direction where there's some sort of practical aspect of them. It's not something theoretical, but it's something practical. You can take it home with you and apply something to it. So the first thing that every single one of us has to do, whether it's right now or some point in our life, the earlier it is, the better it is. We have to understand and we have to ask ourselves this question. Why am I here? What is my purpose in existence? Biggest question that we are ever going to ask. Bigger than when the, when the imam asks, do you accept for on your marriage day? Bigger than your boss asks that, are you going to accept this salary or not? Bigger than any of those. The biggest question is, in our lives, while we are living, what is the purpose? Why do I exist? Once we have figured out why is it that we exist, what is the purpose behind our existence, why we are here? Only and only then will you be able to conduct yourselves in some sort of code of conduct, some sort of absolute code of conduct. When we go to the library, there's an assumption that we have signed a code of conduct that we are going to abide by the code of conduct of the library. That we're going to stay quiet, we're not going to yell, we're going to put the books back where we found them. When we go to a store, there's a code of conduct. When you go to um, on, on, when you go on a plane, there's a code of conduct. When you go to school, there's a code of conduct. When you go to work, when you sign on to work, you are, uh, when you are signing the paperwork for uh, HR, you are signing and agreeing to the code of conduct that you will abide by that code of conduct. So when we have a purpose, when we understand why is it that we exist, with that comes what is, that, what is going to be our code of conduct as well. If our purpose is going to be make as much money as you can while you are living until you hit, you know, you croak, then the code of conduct is going to be according to that. If, I, if we think that if we believe and we analyze ourselves and we think that our purpose in life is not to make money, but rather it is to serve humanity, then our code of conduct is going to be related to that, that we will do whatever it takes to serve humanity. But what bigger purpose of living can there be than to live for Allah, than to live for Allah, than to live for God, than to live for when the being that is referring to you as, oh, you who believe, the being that is honoring you beyond anything else, 
the being that is honoring you more than any other honor that you could ever receive in your life. What more of a beautiful living can that can there be than to live for that being? What more of uh, uh, what more beautiful of a life can there be than to live a life for the one that gives you that honor, for the one that calls you in the best name, and that is Allah. Our names are just labels. They are labels that were given to us on the day of our birth. You know, when you go to when you go to a conference and you have to get those little "Hello, my name is Blue" labels that you put your name on and you slap it onto your shirt. That is essentially what our names are. We are born. Our parents are like, all right, what do I like? Nu'man. All right, I'm gonna name Nu'man. I'm gonna name Ahmed. I'm going to name Muhammad. There may be some reasoning behind it. There may be some wisdom behind it. But essentially, it is a name. It doesn't mean anything beyond that. It's a slap onto our birth certificate, and that's it. That is our label. But when Allah refers to us as, oh, you who believe, that is not a label. That is an honorific. And there's a difference between an honorific and a label. A label is something that can be changed. A label is something that can that can be altered. A label is something that is essentially what it, exactly as it sounds, a label. But honorific is something that stays with you. It is something that no matter what stage of your life you may go through, no matter what position you are you are in your life, you are entitled to that honorific once you have earned it. And the fact that Allah has made us believers and He has given us that honorific of being, oh, you who believe. That is an honorific, that is a title that, that will never be taken away from us. That is a position that will never be taken away from us, illa masha'Allah. May Allah protect us from that, from, from the honorific being taken away from us. So, why live a life for Allah? Well, as I said, when you when you find your purpose, you find your code of conduct. What more absolute of a code of conduct can there exist than the code of conduct by Allah? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is absolute, meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala does not go through changes. So when you uh, when you live your life for Allah, when you live your life for the being that gave you that honor of be of calling you, oh, you who believe, you are in fact being handed an absolute, a concrete, written in stone code of conduct that you don't have to worry about changing, that you don't have to worry about it, be, it being altered, that you don't have to worry about it evolving. Because what was wrong at the time of the Messenger of Allah when this code of conduct was given to us is wrong today and will be wrong till Qiyamah. This is unlike, this is in contrast to the code of conduct, to the morality. Morality is code of conduct. This is con in contrast to the morality of mankind, of human beings. Because the morality of human beings changes because purpose changes. When purpose changes, morality changes. When morality changes, our ideas of what is right and what is wrong changes. So what was immoral 10 years ago is moral today. What is immoral today may be immoral, or maybe moral or maybe immoral. 10 years from now. But the fact is, it goes through changes. Whereas the code of conduct and the morality that comes with the purpose of living for Allah, it gives you, it gives you, a, it gives you peace of mind. It gives you peace of mind for yourself, for your children, for your progeny, till Qiyamah. Now this is not going to, going to go through changes. That is knowing your worth. That is all about knowing who you are. Understanding that the title, that the uh, that the label, that, that the honorific that you have been given is not just something that you slap on or a box that you tick. Rather, this is some this is giving you a purpose. 
So when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is calling us, oh you who believe, in fact, Allah is telling us what our purpose should be. He's guiding us. This is what you should be living for. This is why you exist. For me, for Allah. So when you live for Allah, you are given a code of conduct. You are given a, a manual of what is right and what is wrong. So you, there's no guesswork involved. There's no guessing involved. There's nothing involved in uh, figuring out what is right, what is wrong. It is handed to you. And hence you understand where who I am. You understand what is my purpose. You understand what is, what, what is it that I'm supposed to be doing, what it is that I'm not supposed to be doing. So when the Prophet wasallam is saying that a person who does not understand who they are, what is their worth, that person is destroyed. And this applies both ways. A person that is too self-esteem, that has too much self-esteem. You know, in our modern day culture, self-esteem can also be considered a disease. Because, you know, we give out these participation trophies to everyone. Where there's, there, we, we, um, we democratize uh, being mediocre. And, and people who are, and everyone thinks that they have a lot of self-worth. Islam tells us that no, you have to have, you have to strike a balance. You have to know first and foremost who you are. Don't put yourself in the dumps, but don't raise your uh, raise yourself up so high that you think you're above everyone else. You you think you're above everything else as well. You have to toe the middle line. You have to toe that middle line and understand that you are you have been given an honorific of being a believer. Hence, you have been guided to what is your purpose. Thus, resulting in you have been given a morality, a code of conduct. All of these things are connected. When we understand who we are, when we understand why we, when we understand who we are, what is, uh, what does it mean to be a Muslim, to be someone who submits to Allah? Then we understand our purpose of our existence, our role as a function in the program which we call life. And once we understand what our function is, what our purpose is, then we are given the sense of code of conduct and morality of what is right and what is wrong as well. So if you have not asked this question to yourself, that what is it? Why do I exist? What is my purpose yet? This is something that you, you need to ponder over. You need to think about. This is, this is an important question. This is a vital question. And peop the people that don't ask themselves this question and answer this question for themselves, those are the people that you see them, they're, they're not just misguided, but they are, uh, they're lost. They're lost in every aspect of their life. They're lost in their careers. They're bouncing from here to there, here to there. They're lost in their family life. They don't find peace at home. They're lost in their social life. They're lost in their emotional life. Their whole life becomes lost. So when we are asking Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala on a day-to-day -day basis, Oh Allah, guide us. Do not let us go. Do not let us become lost. <coughs> Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is in fact giving us the guidelines of how to not become lost. But all of that has to begin with us asking that very first fundamental question. What is my purpose? We ask Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala to allow us to understand what our qadr is, what our value is, what our worth is. When we ask Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala to guide us to understanding what our purpose in existence is, 
And we ask Rabbul Alameen subhanahu wa ta'ala to keep us on the straight path and our progeny on the straight path till Qiyamah. Jazakumullah khair wa akhru da'wan and alhamdulillahi rabbil alameen.